pretty. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ruth Willis. M. Night Charmelamania. Doing it again. I, yeah. I can't wait. Right? right? I can't wait Music. to get to that like Brucey bonus wait. episode where we're like talking about Return of Bruno or whatever fucking album's called. Oh my god, yeah. I think he does a I think he does a version of Under the Boardwalk and I like really want to hear that (laughs) but I'm like saving it until we like properly do it it's kind of bad too because Julie and I like we watched this film and then like the other night we were like oh I really want to watch Glass now (laughs) Uh, it did make me want to keep going yeah because I've not seen Split or Glass and then Julie and I like you know just scrolling through the like million things that are on like Disney Plus and Netflix and stuff and we're just like Oh, we should watch this or watch that, and it's all like these fucking Bruce Willis. Well, at least it's me in my head. I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this, but there are these just like Bruce Willis films, and I'm like, we're eventually gonna watch them for this, so yeah. maybe just save it. <laughs> yeah, you got store, but yeah, store them up. It's hard. You don't want to spoil it. I've I've found a few. I mean, I bought one the other day that was um, recommended to me to us, kind of by Chevy from work. Shout out. But I really want to watch it. But I think we'll do it. Sixteen blocks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just we'll sort of saving it. Um yeah. because it sounds like it could be good or bad. And yeah. either one is good, you know? I think sixteen blocks in that sort of territory, like, will probably be like later. The limits the yeah, of like yeah. the we'll- algorithm <laughs> when we get you know, yeah. to like there's not much here left really. Yeah, because I don't want to go into like we've already done things like Moonrise Kingdom and stuff and like, you know, I don't want to go into, like, this territory of, like, his, like, just doing a lot of bad roles just to, like, make some extra money no. towards the end of his career because he no. obviously knew something was up. Yeah, so. no, I think that, but there's a few in it, like, Glass, I think, is one. Looper is a good later yeah. one. Um, yeah. Good stuff in there. But, yeah, trying to save him up. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get into those when we get to them. But, like, again, welcome to this edition of our... Shamalamania slash we're doing it again with Bruce Wills Us. The Pod Charles Cinecast presents a Brucey bonus. We're doing the same thing like we did last time with the Sixth Sense. We're doubling them up. They're going to be together. Last time we recorded an episode, I didn't write that fire ass theme, so I just want to like pat myself on the back for yeah, that Shamalamania theme. It's dope as shit. Yeah, really good, <laughs> dude. I was on some shit when I I don't even know You've been what I was doing about it for ages. So like. To finally yeah. like sort of hear it come out, and like oh, yeah. it's like all these ideas. Shamalamania. Yeah, yeah, dude, I just like, I, I think he would love. I just that. like picked up. We should. I picked up my guitar, and uh, I just like put it on that nasty ass like metal guitar setting or whatever, like on Logic, and it was just like I don't play that style, so I don't really know what I was doing. But I like I fucking wrote that and it was like yes, dude. I was like yes. It's <laughs> in there, fucking metal, like dude. spitting those lyrics like really fucking like quick and, and really inspired by Chris Jericho, like Fozzy, like sure, you know, yeah. like just as cheesy as possible, like um, but like purposely cheesy. Whereas Chris mm. Jericho doesn't realize how cheesy he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he like thinks Fozzy is actually over, but not. Yeah, it's just your theme song. Julia and I have been loved. Like watching a lot of Trailer Park Boys, and like one of my favorite bits in Trailer Park Boys is like when they brought Sebastian Bach in. And I've always like really loved Sebastian Bach. He's like fucking hilarious. Um, but he's got like this whole thing going on where he's very like Chris Jericho esque, where he doesn't realize like I don't know if he realizes like how funny he is because he's like he's just kind of cheesy now because mm-hmm. he's this old dude still rock and rolling. And like, there's there's a time and place for that, and I'm totally cool with it. But it's like he just comes off really lame, and it's but it's like funny, and he's one of my favorite things. Like, it's so good, and like that's sort of the vibe I wanted to be with, like that song, where it's just like fucking lame, but it's funny. Like, it's great. Man. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, um, we are here again with another one of these where we're like just gonna mash them up together, and eventually. Phil and I will break off with uh, some more M. Night Shyamalan films over on Patreon uh, and then some Brucey bonus episodes when we feel like doing them mm. over on the main timeline as a bonus episode. Yeah, uh, so this is on the main timeline and Patreon, 
But eventually, if you want to, you know, hear us do more of these uh, Shamala Mania episodes, they're going to be over on patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. So enjoy it while you can. Uh, we, we were being pretty good to you, giving you two free bonus ones out the front, out the gate. But, I'm going to say too good. Yeah, we're going to have to go back behind the paywall soon, so uh, why don't you join us over there? Patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. <laughs> um, but it's going to be worth it because, like, dude, these episodes are – I had so much fun with the Sixth Sense episode, and, like, you and I were, like, messaging each other because we happened to be watching the film at the exact same time for this film. So it's like – yeah, yeah. These films are fucking bonkers, man. Like, I can't wait to get into more and more of them. Because I think there's a few I haven't seen as much as these. And it's just like, they're not, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm waiting for, like, or what I'm in store for. Yeah, bonkers shit. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the rest of these Shyamalan Mania ones. Even, like, I I think, I don't really know what I'm going to get into. Because obviously, the next one, I understand... It's one of my faves. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but like after we're, that, we're, after go, like we're, there's a f- we're getting through the safe one. Yeah, and we're getting into murky of, territory. Yeah, very murky, mucky, dirty territory. The mucky yeah. boy. Well, Phil, without any further ado, just tell the listeners out there what we're talking about oh, this week. The iconic 2005 TNA pay-per-view. It's unbreakable. <laughs> That fucking main right. event, X yeah, Division, triple threat, threat. the greatest X Division <laughs> of all damn. Um, <laughs> never drew a damn. Uh, no, that's on. I think pretty sure that's on. Is that unstoppable or is it unbreakable? I think it is unbreakable. Uh, all right, yeah, cool. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. You're in the emergency room in the Philadelphia City Hospital. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Where were you sitting on the train? Against the window. In the passenger car? Yes. You're certain you were in the passenger car? Yeah. Where are the other passengers? Your train derailed, took a curve too fast. A second train collided with yours after it derailed. The debris spread over one mile. Why are you looking at me like that? There are two reasons why I'm looking at you like this. One, because it seems you are the only survivor of this train wreck. And two, you don't have a scratch on you. I know what's going through your mind right now. You're searching for meaning in all of this. No one thing. 131 people died so you could finally understand the destiny for which you were born. Are you ready for the truth? Engulfed in perpetual sadness, David Dunn. <laughs> you see what he did there? Alliteration. Yeah, David Dunn. David Dunn, like Peter Parker, dude. Get yeah. Like Bruce, Bruce Banner, Banner, bro. Bro? <laughs> Bruce Willis, more like, like Richard, it. bro. <laughs> he's a former college football standout, and now he's a security guard with an unsuccessful marriage. Go figure. <laughs> that new. Bruce Willis is a shitty husband. <laughs> in, in these movies. Yeah, he's always like he's always like a, a bad husband or something, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like having marital issues. So yeah, he emerges unscathed from a devastating train crash that claimed the lives of 131 passengers. Before long, Dunn's polar opposite, the brittle boned comic book art dealer Elijah Price, played by Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> motherfucker, approaches Dunn, utterly convinced. The luck had nothing to do with his miraculous survival. The mysterious stranger has a preposterous theory that David is blessed with superhuman abilities. It's the 2000, I mean, would you say real life superhero thriller? 
Yeah. Written <laughs> and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, Phil Shyamalamania. Oh, oh, hot takes out the go. game. We made it. <laughs> um, I think I've said before, this is one of, if not my favorite, M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie. And it probably still is, but this yeah. was, it was way, wait, could it have been years since I've seen it? it I didn't. Okay. Because you like, we were saying we were both watching it at the same time and we were messaging each other. And we, you could tell we were both like having a blast watching yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the same, I think we we're on the same wavelength that we were like, I think both kind of, I want to say like unapologetically do love this movie, but yeah. like it's goofy as fuck. And it's yeah. like, and some bits are just like kind of laughable, like really just heavy handed, I guess is the word, but just like, yeah. and again, like the, 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 the clunky writing comes into play. It's so here. clunky. But I just this honest- is what I when I was saying that like this is the epitome of when I say that M Night Shyamalan has great ideas but he can't write, write for, for shit, shit. It's unbreakable. Yeah, because it's a great idea, and it, the film yeah. works better when it's like the Bruce Willis stuff. Because again, mm. it's writing off this like sort of it's. Kind of a similar role to his stuff in to to him in Sixth Sense, but it's just it's a more restrained, minimal role. It's more physical. It doesn't have a lot of dialogue, um, and that that's when the movie really shines most when it can show, not tell. But Samuel yeah. Jackson is bogged down with lots sort of monologues, and mm-hmm. they're just really weird. They're really cheesy and a bit like oh, they're just it's too much, and it sort of breaks the reality a bit, and like. But this kind of movie is made for me, man. It's tailor-made for me. It's so steeped in, like, an affection for comic books and comic book yeah. lore and superhero sort of translating to real life. And I love that it's just a legit comic book story just played really straight, like, straight down the middle. Like, before that was really, like, cool. Before, like, pre-Dark Knight and shit, this is just like, yeah. no, we're going to take this shit seriously and we're going to see how far we can go with grounding this idea, but like still keeping mm-hmm. it within reality. But then it makes really stupid decisions that completely, you know, kind of take you out that become funny. Like the whole water thing, this motherfucker yeah. in war. It's it, <laughs> like the, M. Night Shyamalan, the next one. Yeah. But, yeah. but does like, M. Night Shyamalan have like rabies or some shit where he yeah. got like, he's like hydrophobic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I'll make fun of that later, but like, yeah, it's also just, it there's just lots of stuff like that that does take you up, but like the good stuff is is really good, um, and I I I really enjoyed it. I I I dug it. Yeah, I thought I still think it's I still think it's one of his better one. It got one of uh, the best cameos by him at the yeah. at the victim of racial profiling. Yeah, perfect. But um, I think and not he too much dialogue. Was a drug dealer. He just like oh, didn't legit. happen to have yeah, drugs on him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those. Things. Also, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right now it's racial profiling, and we'll stick with that. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll stick, we'll with, stick with, that, with that bit. Because like, who's to say? Maybe Bruce Willis's uh, you know, powers that he apparently has aren't it, always right. Well, he hasn't fine tuned yet. That's all. He hasn't fine tuned. Have you ever right tried there. to develop that ability? You know, it's a lot of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. And it's just like, have you ever been sick? Well, isn't that weird? You know, yeah, that dude, kind of it's thing. so funny, dude. I love like, it, dude. I love I it. I love it. Like, Julia and I were like watching this and we were laughing all the way through it. Like, I I have always really liked this one. There's a few, like, you know, the next, like, you know, Sixth Sense, whatever. I think I kind of said the this next in the Sixth Sense episode. Yeah. But the next two are like my favorite M. Night films. Uh, Unbreakable and then Signs, like, Fine. are so oh, fucking great because- peak. They are peak, like, bad writing, some bad kids. Yeah. Uh, B-movie <laughs> like, twist, but just with great direction twist, behind it. But, like, with some amazing moments. Mm. Like, this movie has some great of, moments. Some iconic, not even iconic, but, like, for me, like, really memorable. I always remember the fucking working out theme. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, where yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. much? All of it. You know, like, <laughs> loads of stuff like that in court. And I, you know... Uh, the fucking when he falls into the pool, that's yeah. really good. It's silly, yeah, yeah. But it's a cool moment. The reveal of it is really cool, um, and it's just it's visually very striking. Like you don't realize what he's doing, but like, like he already he already has like the cape and the cowl and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. really cool. It's just weird. I feel like it's of two minds, but maybe that's what makes it kind of special. But like, 
it's like yeah it's half that like grounded you know gritty superhero drama and then the other half is yeah. like elijah price and he's a bit goofy and got the big hair and the brittle bone disease and the extravagant outfits and stuff but then that kind of builds to the twist and the twist i don't know maybe because i know it so i think i see it coming but like i yeah. think it's kind of a weak twist in this it's one of the weaker twists but i also kind of like it because it for something that ostensibly becomes a superhero movie it doesn't end with like a big action scene it ends with yeah. just a dialogue scene and a handshake and that's kind of cool i like that yeah but the re- i don't know maybe the reveal feels a bit anticlimactic at the end but i like the idea of you think you're seeing the birth of a superhero and you are because this guy's coming out of the shadows and realizing who he is but what you're really seeing is the rise of a super villain and yeah, every hero yeah Every hero needs, needs a, villain. a villain, and I yeah. kind of, I kind of dug that. I really like yeah. that sort of trajectory. I loved all the backstory stuff with Elijah, like him and the kid oh, and the I've comic across the street. Yeah. Like, oh man, all gonna, these moments going to take it. You're just going to have to go down there quick. All that <laughs> stuff it really stuck with me, and I really, yeah. really like it. Yeah, so it's it's good, but it's fucking funny. Yeah. not intentionally funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very unintentionally funny, which is what I think M Night Shyamalan like kind of falls into. Because, mm-hmm. like, before too long, like, it's weird. I think people are starting to come back around on him. Like, uh, you know, it's his last <laughs> They hate him films. again? <laughs> Although, I, no, no. Like, where I think people, I don't know. It feels like there wasn't much of a, or maybe they're just, like, he, he's so, like, they still going to see his films. He's still we, getting We went movies. to see his last two films. Yeah, we went to see his last two. I think people still laugh at old, but there was a period of time where, like, I think because of South Park and... Yeah, you what know, a twist. Uh, yeah. yeah, like that whole thing, like it really just like turned M. Night Shyamalan into a joke. Yeah, like, and if you, um, he had a few bombs, like quite high yeah. profile bombs, The Last Airbender and After Earth and stuff. Yeah. So it's like when people brought up his name, like, you know, I read something online where, like, you know, I was looking up this unintentionally funny side of thing and see what people think. Cause I was like, dude, like, there's this, like, it meant to be funny. Essentially, is it meant to be funny? It's like really weird. And some people are in the camp that like they think he's really is like writing this sort of as comedic as possible. But then there's like other people like, oh no, this is like unintentionally funny. But it was like you know, there's people talking about, oh man, when I went to see like such and such, they had a trailer for uh, you know, Devil, and mm. it was like from M Night Shyamalan, and then like everybody in the in the audience just start laughing because it was like, oh. Fucking oh, another one. Yeah, doing <laughs> yeah. it, doing it again. So, yeah. So like, um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like he he kind of like went from being like serious to like doing a lot of films where it's like, oh, he's known for the twist, and then became a bit of a joke, and now it started to come back around to like people or just lower budget like, horror film. Yeah, like, oh, we can enjoy whatever. This, though. Yeah, we could, he we could do this. He does what he does well. But look, this is the thing about this movie. Maybe it's too early to bring this up, but it was a bit of a curveball. For mm. me, because the big reason we've been talking about this is like, is this motherfucker Q-pilled, right? Is he like yeah. a fucking <laughs> yeah. Christian fascist propaganda maker or yeah. whatever? And I dropped the bomb the last time. Yes. Because right? you were yeah. saying, oh, Unbreakable is safe, you know, there's nothing in it. And I was like, well, it's the second coming of Christ, isn't it? And you were just like, oh, fuck, you've ruined that for me too. <laughs> and so there's like, but there's not that much religious imagery in, in here, not much. You could read a religious allegory out of it, sure. Mm. But the the curveball at the end with the twist, he showed what the, the believer is the bad guy. Yeah. He showed what kind of fanat that kind of fanaticism and blind faith will get you. So I kind of like that. I was just like, oh, so he's not like you know, like fully off the deep end here. He yeah. still had this moment of like fucking don't be crazy now. Like don't you know, don't use the belief to justify atrocities, which the church yeah. is very well known for doing. Um, but nowadays, so my all the Q-pilled here. people are domestic terrorists. So um, <laughs> not all, but, you know, a lot of them are yeah, participating yeah, sure. in trying to overthrow the government and shit or like would gladly uh, sign up probably for some domestic terrorism. And uh, a lot of them are like, a lot of domestic terrorists from the past have come through these same weird, like really alt-right religious like circles. So I don't know, Phil. Um, also, I wanted to bring this up. 
you put that in my head, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I I was like I was all, all fun, and then I go into this film and I just started reading it like this, like second coming of a Christ thing, and I'm I'm in, I'm so interested and glad that you've uh, brought up that there's not that much, <laughs> but Phil Elijah's name is Elijah. Yes, sure, it's a biblical name. Yes, yes. And you know what? Who Elijah is in the Bible. Elijah is someone who shows someone like basically their path in life, yeah, their true which path he does. is what which Elijah he does. does. The yeah. very last line of the film, Phil. They called me Mr. Glass. Is that not the last line? <laughs> basically, but then he he says something about like how I want it. How does he say it? I can't remember the line, but he basically says that he wanted to like believe and what he believed was true or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically kind of admitting to like the atrocities that he committed. Yeah. And yeah, what, like, and I, I wanted to believe and now you're here is what he kind of says is something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 now sure. you're here. And then what does Bruce Willis say? Jesus Christ. I swear ah! to fucking God. He says, Jesus Christ. I wanted to believe. Christ. I wanted to believe in you and now you're here. It's like, dude, this is ah, it. This is it. it. It's it. I called it's it. It's fucking there. It's in yeah. there. <laughs> it is there. It is there. I will give you that. There's so much funny shit in this film, though, dude. I like sent you that photo of fucking dude, like, the fucking <laughs> photo. Like, there's so many. Okay. You sent me this amazing photo, so and good. I had just gotten past that scene as well, <laughs> where Samuel Jackson is talking at Bruce Willis and his kid about. Comic oh. being another way of marking history. People have always thought of, you know, draw, <laughs> you know, done drawing, draw, caveman drawings on the wall. And he talked about hi- Egyptians with the hieroglyphics. While there's a literal wall <laughs> behind him filled with Egyptian hieroglyphics. The and ancient you, Egyptians used to use hieroglyphics. He doesn't even to point to it. You know what I mean? Like, and you were just like, that's ridiculous and like how heavy handed and shit. But I was just like, how long had that fucking guy put it? He got that. He put it behind his desk. <laughs> and he'd been, you know, setting up all these disasters, waiting, waiting for this moment where this guy, what are the odds this guy would have been in, in Philly? Yeah. As well. You know what I'm saying? He was just hoping. Just hoping and praying. I think he's 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 out there believing that there's other people like David Dunn probably in every city. You know? Okay. Yeah. And there's other people like him, obviously, who are the exact opposite. Who mm. like? And and well, the other dumb, stupid, really dumb, funny thing was the big weakness. Yeah. And it's like you know we share like our common weakness, and it the whole thing is like Bruce Willis never been sick and never been injured, but one time he nearly drowned. Mm. And um, Sam and Jones was like, "Well, don't you see? We have the same weakness." You know, it's like, if we both swallow, why do we drown? And I was like, that's every, every person on human. earth, every human <laughs> being, if you held them underwater in a pool, would drown. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that is such a fucking stretch. It's such a leap. And it makes no sense. It leads to one of the best bits in the movie yeah. where he falls on a on a pool that's got a covering on it. So he's trapped in the top in the pool. That bit's really good, but that is terrifying for any person in that situation, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, exactly it what make Julia any said. It, Anyone would be afraid of that. Yeah, like, like they could, You know what I mean? Like they couldn't, they couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. That worked. But no, that bit just fucking, I couldn't get over that. It was just so ridiculous. I just and had to fly by it, the, but the, my God. The, the, the best thing is that next time, <laughs> the next one, he's just like trying to think, hmm. Fucking water, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, good. Next, went lunch. You know, this motherfucker like did not go to the second draft. He's like, nah, that's good water. They'll never it. see it coming. They saw your last movie, dude. <laughs> that's They'll what see I said it coming. That's what I meant by it. Because it was like, they won't see it coming because I did it They were like, last no way to get to do it yeah. water again. <laughs> Motherfuckers will never see this shit coming. And you know what? This motherfucker, didn't he make Lady in the Water? Yeah. He loves Dude. water. He loved water or hates water. I don't understand. <laughs> old? How do they break old. the spell in old? They have to swim. They have out to go the through water, the water. Through the yeah, fucking what is the what is his obsession with water? I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. Is there anything in the sixth sense about water? 
So like we're tracking Holy like water, when did bro. he get Q pilled? But then he it, it, apparently he's always been like deeply you know religious and confused by it. <laughs> confused by his own religion. I mean, dude, they even tell the story about how like the you know they have the old lady basically. Oh, you don't remember me? I was at my office on the other side of the hall, and I had mm. red hair back then. And she was yeah, just yeah. like, "Yeah, you drowned in the pool." You like, were you know, so They tell the story. So he's already had his like second coming, like yeah, he died and point. resurrected because yeah. he died and was resurrected. Yeah, because the car wreck was like a fake out, right? That's yeah, he didn't thing. even get hurt. Yeah, yeah. So that like that's when his actual like you know crashing into planet Earth, Superman style, like mm-hmm. you know rebirth was actually back when he was a little kid and he died and came back to life. Who knows? Maybe there's mm-hmm. some magic portal inside of that, like, you know, it, pool. It's just because I'll, no, it's not even, it's like, I'll roll with you. I'll roll with you on the <laughs> idea of like, yeah, logistically, like biologically, like that brittle bone, like the need that like Samuel Jackson had. It's a real thing in real life. And like, there mm-hmm. are such extreme versions of that horrible condition. People don't last long. The fucking scene where you fall down dead is one of the best M Night. Yeah, it's like you, you, you I actually c- kind of like upsetting. shriek a little bit, like oh god, it's like, so upsetting, dude. Yeah, because I feel like out. I'm gonna fall down the stairs every time I go down the stairs at a fucking pace more than yeah, just yeah. walking, you know. So <laughs> like you have to run down the stairs. Yeah, and I'm now like, I'm, I'm gonna fucking eat. Now shit. Imagine if it's like if I if I fall, I'll probably die. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll roll with you. It's like okay, if this person exists then surely maybe the opposite could exist. Someone who's mm-hmm. conditioned to be like his bones are so strong that they can't break. And it's like, I'll roll with you on that. You, and, you know, hard to believe that that is. And this guy's borderline superhero. And they go a bit too far. They give him spider sense and shit. Yeah. Like with the power of the touch and stuff. It's <laughs> only to make that ending work really. And I like how kind of naff a lot of it is. Like, you know, he finally sort of, commit to this idea of like oh, i can do this i could be a hero like i'm gonna track someone although he keeps bumping into people and a lot of them deserve to be fucked up yeah he fucking bumped into a date rapist and he's just like nah i'll leave yeah. that one and then the guy like you know taking a family hostage and taking over the house and killed the dad and stuff and yeah he goes there and he tracks them down and he frees the kids and he takes the guy out but the guy it's like he doesn't even have like a good fight with the dude he had like he like choked him out for like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> it's really drawn out like but i yeah. like though there's lots of it's so purposefully like blow this movie yeah which is weird like there's so many scenes where he doesn't cut like with the whole like that scene with the nurse it's all on bruce willis the whole time mm. Like they just don't bother to do the reverse. Well, and like same with that when he's freeing those people, he like he unties them in real time, and I was like, "Fucking yeah, hell!" Yeah. It's like is he having trouble? It's like it feels like a fucking wrestling goof, you know, like a botch where like yeah, they yeah. can't get the belt down from the thing on top of the ladder. Like it feels like, all right, but that's fucking do it, though, right? No, no, it's good. That's what yeah. I liked about it. But like, so I like those moments where he purposefully kind of mm. brings it down again. But then it had all yeah. these weird. It's just a weird cartoonish movie. It's all over the place. This movie. I think it's it's kind of good in a way though because it is like, you know, this isn't like superhero from Krypton. You know, this isn't like, you know, a man with like unbelievable gifts. He's like someone who is relatively like a human, but on the upper echelon of strength and stuff, and is discovering it and doesn't realize he has these like gifts. Yeah, like I like where M. Night was coming with this story. It's like it is like a grounded look at like a real life superhero sort of thing, like a what if sort of scenario. Mm. Um, So I do like that they grounded it that way. And it's almost like, you know, if you ever like hear stories about like serial killers going out on their first fucking night of trying to like become a killer, like Mm. their first fucking night out, they always goof it up a little bit. And it's clunky and weird. Uh, and this is like the same thing. It's like uh, him on his first night out. And most superhero, like not to even be weird, like because that's a weird fucking thing to bring up serial killers. But whatever. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's I, a fair comparison. <laughs> but like, uh, but superheroes in films and stuff usually like they have their first night out, and it's fucking. 
it's a bit clunky. Yeah, it's yeah, like Batman, the Batman, like his yeah, first night out. It's like fucking it. horrible. He has yeah. a horrible time. But this is a more grounded version. So yeah, him being like a little bit shit at freeing the people, having a really kind of shitty fight, almost Could getting he, killed by falling yeah, in the pool. I kind of like it because yeah. he's just a dude. You forget that he's yeah, he's a normal guy. guy. You know, he didn't know yeah. any of this until a few weeks yeah. ago. You know, he's trying yeah. to figure it out. And then how do you develop that? Yeah. Once you know, it's just knowing enough. Can you use that strength? You know, all of this, Phil, is like the good idea. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, because he is a good director, like, you know, he makes the films look cool. He's shooting this whole film like it's a fucking comic book the oh, whole time. Yeah. Everything's like, like, you know, between pillars, between like seats. God, the opening shot. Make, yeah. Yeah. That back and forth In between the, the seats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, everything's it's like all, a panel. To make it look like panels, yeah. Like, you know, he does those weird things where it's like really far, like, you know, wide shots, and then you like slow zoom in, mm. like like in when they're in the restaurant having their date. Yeah. Like, you know, it's all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like to, made to look like a comic book, which I, I do appreciate. So, like, you know, aesthetically, it's kind of a cool looking film. It's slow and brooding and like has this really weird, you know, sort of like pace to it. But it's like the writing is literally where it gets the clunky apart. writing is like where all these things are kind of funny. But it, to be honest, if it wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed this movie as much. Yeah, that's what it's, it's, it's so funny, dude. But like, like that scene, sorry to bring out like that, that date night scene. Yeah. It's them trying to like rekindle their relationship and they have, they're like trying to get to know each other again. So they are asking like their favorite thing. And they do this, it's their favorite color, and they're both say brown, yeah. you know, and like, and it's him trying to write that. It just feels so weird and clunky and heavy and like really poorly done. Yeah, and like, why give them the same color? Like, it just does nothing to that. I don't know. That was a, that's a weird moment, but that's a particular yeah. moment. I was like, that's weird. Why did yeah, he yeah, do yeah. it like that? <laughs> There's just a lot of moments like that. Where yeah, it just it. He's just so much better. Strange, the whole yeah. you you sort of brought up the whole thing of like never getting sick thing where he keeps questioning that isn't that weird like yeah. it's just the way the way it's shot the pacing of it yeah the music which again another like it's fine passable at times it's a bit uh too like 90s um fantasy adventure sounding at times like weird music but again Another fucking. This could be in any M Night Shyamalan film, <laughs> and it works. Like, totally works. It, it would work. It's yeah. just it sounds like an M Night film, but it's like nothing about it makes me go like, oh, I remember that. Mm, yeah, fondly. Could, yeah, couldn't remember just, any of that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it's all that sort of working together, which makes it really fucking funny because it's like they're like sitting there like, is that fucking weird? I've never been sick before. <laughs> It's like it's so serious. Don't you think that's what? Yeah, he goes to his boss. Would like, it be like? He's like, oh, can you check how many sick days I've got? Yeah. And the boss is like, I see what you're doing. I'm gonna pay you yeah. forty dollars extra a week. Forty dollars extra a week? Are you kidding me, dude? That's a that's massive rate. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good actually. <laughs> you better not go to that, New York. Try that at work. Or like you know, know when the film had to go big. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh man, it stumbled a bit. Like when the kid pulled the gun on him. And you're just like, this should be yeah. kind of really tense. And it's just a bit, a tiny bit silly. Where could, I guess, could Bruce Willis, I mean, he put in an uncomfortable situation. I just don't buy this moment where he's like, has to be a dad. He's like, you put that gun down right now. I'm going to New York. I'm leaving I'm gonna you. Leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Just when we started to get along. It's like, what do you, what does this mean? With, What's you know, we, I thought, <laughs> you know, it sounded honestly, honestly, had the kid vibe. Because it's like, just when I thought we could be friends. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you sound like a literal fucking child right now. Yeah. That scene's actually inspired by a real life situation because like- Did that happen to M. Night Shyamalan? No, it happened <laughs> to uh, George Reeves, the OG oh, like yeah, Superman that did actor. I have heard that story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some kid, kid pulled down. a- Yeah. Some kid in the 1950s pulled a gun on, on him, basically just wanting to test to see if the bullets would actually bounce off his chest. But then he used and the- he basically- you know, right. if it bounced off me, yeah, yeah, he said if the bullets bounced off him, then it would in- injure innocent bystanders. So, like, very you know, cool. It's a good, good, uh, quick thinking. Yeah, he but then George say, Reeves ended up. He didn't sh- say, "Hey, if you don't put this gun down, I'm going to quit being Superman and I'm going to 
stop saying I'm gonna fly Earth away forever. Everything's gonna be yeah, I'm gonna fly away forever and you'll never see me again. <laughs> yeah. But then you that know. kid is horrible, dude. Yeah. That that um, He's really bad. He's real bad. It's been to like, treat Clark. Especially right after uh Haley Joel Altman. Who's yeah. fucking terrific and think that yeah. and it's a similar, very similar vibe. He looked like him as well. I think that's what he was trying to go for, but this just, kid just always looks like he's like, about to cry. Always about to cry. I hate that. I hate people <laughs> with the so same bad. face. You know what I mean? Like so no matter bad. what. Uh, like it's funny because the lines that he says and a lot of the stuff is funny. Like, you know, you're talking about the workout scene. Like I always think that's hilarious, but he just looks like he's about to cry thing. the whole yeah, time. Yeah, the whole time. Like, I can't tell, dude. It's like pick one because like Yeah. Are you impressed by your dad? Or are you terrified by him? Yeah, it can't be both, man. Like that's what I like about Bruce Willis. Like he, that by the end he doesn't get to this weird moment. That's one of my favorite scenes at the end. You know, where he slides the newspaper over. Yeah, and he just tells him you were right. But like the face, <laughs> but that's even funny too. But Bruce Willis it's looks like-, like he's about to fucking yeah. Like he looks terrified. But I like that. <laughs> Yeah. But then the kid is doing the same thing, and it's like, shouldn't the kid be happy? Like, what do you want? Do you want your dad to be yeah. a superhero or not? Like. What do you think of the name? Like, the, I, this is this sort of thing I think is kind of interesting, and I never like really thought about until I had to do this episode because I did do a little bit of research, like I did last time, but very mm. weak compared to a normal episode. But because I wanted this to be more of a free flow and having fun conversation, which mm. has been so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it was something I never really thought about. Uh, so obviously, Mister Glass uh, mm. is. It's his origin as well in this film. And there's a lot of things I didn't really think about until like I was watching it this time around about like, obviously I've always known he's had the glass cane and all that, but there's like other little things like every time they show him, well, not every time, but a few times throughout the film, they show him and he's like in a reflection and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, they're like, the mirrors they like that these are little ideas that M night's doing that are really good. Really lovely. Like, visual, good even stuff. like, just like, just like it's always purple on him. You know, like the, yeah. the, he had a color, like a motif, a color theme that he never breaks, yeah. and it's like it hit like villain colors. Flip that, Bruce Willis has green, always green, green, and the purple. Yeah, which is very That's, good. Uh, that was apparently Sam Jackson's idea. Obviously, so this purple, motherfucker loves purple, yeah, because he loves purple. Yeah. Um. Also, the glass cane that was his idea as well. Very cool. When it He's like, can you make me a glass cane? So he obviously instilled purple but it was his idea to give bruce willis like he said yeah, maybe he should be wearing green because it's a good like contrasting contrast, color yeah. and, and it's not just blue together. and red you know it's the yeah green and purple different one classic barney the dinosaur color <laughs> yeah. david dunn wears the green smock sort of like raincoat yeah, yeah. thing yeah. but there's a little sort of like hidden thing there because they never call him this they just mention it in the paper where one of his names that they sort of they call is like hero. They say hero. Yeah, yeah. And then on the back of his jacket, it says security. So those are sort of his like, are those sort of his maybe name security or hero is like security his hero name or <laughs> just one of one of the two yeah, is what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah, yeah. security that, would be is good. Is that just his name? Security. Yeah. Security. security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, could be cool. Be better yeah, than like so the watcher. You got Mr. Class already, shit. you know. Yeah, and he had yeah. the perfect fucking villain name. But you no, you're right at the beginning. I was like, I kinda need to see glass now. Yeah. You know, like I, I heard, you know, I heard not good things about it, but like I do Yeah, I they came it. back. I, did, I wanted I didn't to see it. Yeah. But like and I didn't see Split either, and I know that sort of it mm. becomes an unbreakable spin-off sort of like yeah. and then they all converge. Yeah. Which I which I love the idea of. Um but yeah, it's split sort of problematic, like um, in that yeah, whole turn, like using he have of, like, like a, mental illness and stuff. Yeah, because then he have like he, he has like a personality disorder, but he just yeah, like, which is different. Yeah, which is not real. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that works. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I should get Julia in on that episode because she's like actually she knows like, what she's talking about. She's yes. got a master's degree in philosophy of mental disorders. Um, so yeah, just, yeah. just completely debunk the yeah, whole fucking like, thing. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> there are two themes so far with M Night Shyamalan. The yeah, Pill religious theme, and mm. he's not got a great grasp on mental health. Yeah, like two in episodes Sense. in a row. <laughs> yeah, two in a row with killing it. <laughs> Maybe signs with paranoia. Yeah. We'll see. We'll yeah. see about that. 
M. Night Shyamalan came up with the idea for Unbreakable while working on The Sixth Sense. And during filming, he approached Bruce Willis about the lead role of David Dunn, who agreed. So I did find a little bit of just very small thing, because uh, last time you and I were talking about it and we were like, man, he did a few films with him. How did Bruce Willis actually get along with M. Night? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He must have liked him. So when Bruce Willis his whole aphasia thing came up and he at the, I guess his family announced that he was going to be retiring and everything. I saw a little clip of M night ta- talking to someone and it was kind of about his new film, you know, knock the cabin was out and uh, he was talking about his little bits and pieces of his career. And he brought up um, Bruce Willis or someone brought like the guy interview him, asked him about Bruce Willis. And he basically just did this really nice, like uh, you know, saying like, you know, like I feel really bad for his family and stuff. He's great. I love Bruce Willis. And he mentioned a funny story where basically uh, they were working on the sixth sense. He was like young at the time, like 20 years old or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Willis, he was told by a PA or something on set that Bruce Willis wanted to see him in his dressing room. (laughs) And he's like, fuck, fuck. What did I do? Shit. Like he's going to yell at me or something. (laughs) And he comes in and Bruce Willis is apparently like no shirt on, just has a towel wrapped around <laughs> his neck, just looks like a fucking superhero, you know, mm. action star. And he basically just tells him, I love what you're doing. You know, like I haven't felt like this like much at all in my career. And uh, you're doing a great job. The only other time I really felt like this is when I was working with Quentin on Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's a really lovely he compliment. Was like, oh, thank you. And he like closes the door and he, you know, like i just went skipping down the street after that oh. <laughs> so it's really sweet so nice. apparently bruce willis really enjoyed it and obviously he did because he did a couple of films with them so good good, good. um yeah that's oh. good to hear but when m night Shyamalan left the dressing room he like just left a few flyers on there <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know man. Man. yeah yeah <laughs> 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 have you heard the, the good yeah, the word good of the news. lord yeah <laughs> jesus i think you're not wearing a crucifix <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. just That's like nice to hear if night takes his shirt off and it's just like married to god tattooed on his chest <laughs> <laughs> he got one of those uh, like pregnant tattoos like the curved around the abdomen yeah. just jesus jesus <laughs> I feel bad because like we're in this like ballpark where we're like we were he had, no, dude, episode, he had the where we're trying he we, were, the, we were like we're not making fun of Bruce Willis with this whole no thing. we're like, making fun we of M Night but like at the same time I kind of love M Night as well it's like yeah, yeah. these films are fucking funny dude like I bet he I got the Ray even... Mysterio like rotary tattooed on his fucking chest dude. <laughs> It's hard because I don't want to come off like bat, like you know, bashing M Night. I just like I'm so thankful these films exist. No, dude, really, I love the movie. Really I love funny, the Lark movie. I'm they're really it. funny. Yeah, like I don't know, like it's not even that. Like I, I don't feel like it's in that asshole, unironically laughing at stuff or whatever. I, I don't know, or or ironically no, no. laughing yeah, at yeah. shit just to like you know, because that's annoying. It is annoying. Like yeah, people go like to that. the cinema just to laugh at fucking old films, like. Oh, this yeah, is yeah. funny because it's old. <laughs> and you're just like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, yeah. What like, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, but like, I don't know, like, like these films I do really like. I like the story of Unbreakable, yeah, yeah. but it's make it makes me laugh because the dialogue's really hilarious and like the acting's funny and like certain bits are really bad, but it just comes off really endearing and funny. But yeah. Um anyway, Bruce Willis agreed to do the film. And he signed on, and Samuel Jackson was specifically in mind for the other lead, uh, basically, like, bring back, back up Pulp Fiction. Uh, M. Night really likes Pulp Fiction. He likes Quentin Tarantino, and Pulp Fiction is one of his favorite films. So he had this idea of Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson together again because he really liked them together in Pulp Fiction. So Shyamalan began writing Unbreakable as a spec script during post-production on Sixth Sense. He conceived the idea as a traditional comic book story, having a three acts. So you'd have the superhero's birth, his struggles with general evildoers, and then mm. the ultimate battle against his arch enemy. But when he was writing the film, he realized that there's, you know, he he just basically wasn't invested in this middle and ending portion of the script as he was in the beginning. Mm. So he was like, 
I'm just going to stretch out this whole first act into the entire you know film, mm-hmm. and the whole story is just the main character. That's what I like about it, and how yeah. he deals with it. Yeah, I it's really, just like a really good like origin that. story film. Yeah. You know, some of my favorite films and superhero films are always the origin story ones. Like, I don't yeah. know why. Like, they're just I, lo- great. I love seeing a good fucking origin. My only problem yeah. is when they keep redoing origin. Where yeah. like, I don't need to see Batman origin ever again. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Or Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. <laughs> but I like seeing, like, Sam Raimi do it. Yeah, I really dude, love I that. Love, you know? I love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I love the first Spider-Man Sam Raimi film. Like, Perfect. It's one of my favorites. Perfect. It's so good. Yeah, I know people love the second one, but man, I love that first one. Me too, man. Yeah, so good. Um, so with the financial and critical success of The Sixth Sense in August of 1999, Shyamalan gave Walt Disney Studios a first look deal for Unbreakable. In return, Disney purchased Shyamalan's script at a spec script record for $5 million. Oh boy, that's a fuck. Good for him. And then he was also given another $5 million to direct the film. So Disney decided dream, to release dream job. <laughs> decided to release Unbreakable under their Touchstone Pictures label, and it also helped Disney. Uh, sorry, Shyamalan establish his own production company. So this is the first time you see the Blinding Edge Productions or yeah. Pictures at the beginning. So his new label cast. Obviously, we have Bruce Willis as David Don. Great, you know, great. So I, I, don't, I love Bruce Willis. I, in this. He's he's good. He's just good. Just that, that lovely. Just that perfect stoic. Strong, distant father. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I'm sorry. It's just Bruce great. Willis at his best to be yeah. just like a bad dad. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. I Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like when Bruce Willis cares, he's good in the film. Like Dude, he obviously he, likes him night and he cares. When he wants to, yeah. he's really good. And I honestly think he does more with less. Not yeah. that could, he can deliver dialogue like nothing, man. Like John McClane has the whole thing and he's quipping and shit and he's funny and he's talking to himself. But I also like this sort of like stoic, quiet, yeah, stoic, yeah. pensive, like yeah. It's the same with like if I, if I can jump to like Robin Wright, it's also good in this. She doesn't have much yeah. to do, but like mm-hmm. she does a lot with just her expressions. Like I really like the bit where she confronts Elijah is really good. But no, there's a bit, and I want to know how they did it because I think they put it on a. They must have had some sort of rig. That bit where he like carried her up the stairs to bed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love like that floating up Jeez. the stairs, looking yeah. at him like. I love that. I really <laughs> love that shot. It really stuck with me. Like I want to. She is like floating, so he's not actually carrying yeah. her. They want it look like that. They want to make it look like that. She's completely weightless to him, right? Yeah. So she must be on some sort of. They might be like on a on a rig or some something like yeah. that on a moving platform. But just her face, this moment yeah. of like sort of seeing him like this, like this large and life hero, and you don't even see his face. It's just her expression. And I like the, you know, I feel like any other director, they would bang after that. You know what I'm saying? And but they I, did, right? No, they, no but they don't. <laughs> I think that, they, they did. He puts her to bed and he, she, he just lied. Oh, yeah. Puts yeah. He puts yeah, his head on, on her shoulder and he said, I had a bad dream. Yeah, like that's fucking nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's I mean, nice. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that's some that, okay writing. That was good touch. Do yeah. that again. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that I thought they banged because the whole time <laughs> when he was carrying her up the stairs, I was just, I was just like, Julie and I were like laughing so bang. hard at that. That's what I thought was, was coming. Funny. And, and I was just like, way to and like, now we bang. And now hey, we hun. fuck. <laughs> He's like, hey, hon, I uh, just snuck into someone's house and like, you know, put my life in danger to like, you know, kill someone or whatever uh, who like kidnapped some mm. kids or whatever, held some people hostage. Uh, so I'm home now. I'm a superhero. And now we're going to bang. I'm yeah. going to lay you in bed and we are going to fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it had that moment, but I'm yeah. glad they avoided it. felt like that. I was like, that's not, continue to, you're getting into weird implications where he's like, you know, it's like a, something like a reward for that. And like, it becomes yeah. like about male impotence and shit. And it's just like, I don't need that. Just have it be nice. Just have it yeah. be a nice story about this couple working <laughs> through their shit. And he's not dead this time. Sam Jackson, <laughs> he plays Elijah. Um, Great. Hamming it up. Some Lovely. other bits about Sam Jackson, like, because obviously, you know, we were talking about the green and the purple and the glass cane and all that. There's some other little bits visually that I like because there's a whole thing where uh, they're at the, they're at the uh, show and he's talking to 
Bruce Willis is talking to uh, Sam Jackson's mother, and she basically oh, yeah, starts yeah. talking about you like, must be Elijah's mother. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's basically, she's basically telling him about like, oh, well, heroes, you know, have like, or villains or whatever, like disproportionately big heads and eyes and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So they did this sort of thing where they gave Sam Jackson that like haircut that's sort of like, you know, off-centered. Yeah. It's based on uh, Frederick Douglass's hair, this African-American statesman yeah, from yeah. back in the day. I thought he recognized um, it, yeah. And- that's even another little nice touch because Douglas, Doug Glass, Glass. Ah, it's like it's all like he he had these ideas, ideas man. He's an ideas man. Yeah, that, that, that's you. the thing. The ideas. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the, the thing. ideas. If he ideas. if he just like learned more about how to translate these ideas with some good dialogue, though, it's not so clunky. Word. Stop worrying about this goddamn twist business. Yeah, we'd be somewhere. We but, would be you know, somewhere. Maybe you get no. that Oscar. I mean, because he's not even, you know, his twists are just, it's just water every time. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can it be water? Yeah. Um, yeah, you already them. mentioned Robin Wright playing Aubrey, Audrey Dunn, his wife. Um, that could have been Julianne Moore, apparently. Yeah. Uh, that That's all I got on that. <laughs> There's not much there. It's Charlene kind of very w- similar to the last movie. Yeah. Charlene Woodard uh, plays Mrs. Price, Elijah, Elijah's mother. The only thing I got about her is that, uh, you know, she's actually five years younger than Sam Jackson. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because they, yeah. they have to age her up quite a bit at the end. Yeah. And, of course, M. Night makes a cameo as, you know, as okay. the stadium drug dealer. So yeah, we're yeah. sticking there. He's racially racial racial profiled. Profile. But he, he wrote, wrote it himself, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, maybe he's a victim of racial profiling all right we'll stick with and that and he's staring that brother that fucking dude out man he's staring bruce willis right right in the night now, yeah. he might be dodge we'll have to see we'll have what, to see what in the sequel is in the he in glass is he like the drug kingpin maybe, that they have to fucking maybe, take maybe down? he is we're we're in philly phil this is set in philly uh, Could you use the night. Philly, the stadium and stuff? Big fan. Yeah, it's Franklin Field. It's one of the oldest football fields in America, mm-hmm. uh, especially that's still like active. It's uh, part of the University of Pennsylvania now. The Philadelphia Eagles used to play there back in the day. Back in, I think they stopped in like 90, 1970 or something like that before they built the link. Yeah, it's a classic stadium, and it's kind of nice to see. It's about like the only proper Philly stuff you're getting in this mm, film. There's mm. some shots of the, you know, the Ben Franklin bridge. It's a little bit of Philly. And I mean, it's set in Philly. You're getting some Philly, uh, but yeah, it's nice. I, I like Philly real quick, real quick. Can we talk about the, the fucking weird, like ending with the, like the fucking text on screen, like it's a true story and like the free frame, <laughs> yeah, like it's an yeah. 80s movie. Was that yeah. just me? Like that felt yeah. weird, right? It felt like the, yeah, it's like very a, weird. John Candy movie, you know, yeah. where it's just like, but David that, Dunn led him to the belief. And now that's probably Elijah's why people thought this ending was fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's just like, what? <laughs> this is not that long of a film. Yeah, and, and then, then it just like, sort of like, it no. It just ends. It just Ow. ends so, like, and like, <laughs> just non dramatically, just like the most boring way to end that movie. Yeah. Like, you could have just had him walk it. Like, you don't even just do the free, like, have him walk out and, like, do a slate, like, slow fade to black and Samuel Jackson just, like, yelling. Just yelling like nonsense, and like you hear sirens, and then the fucking text on screen comes. But I mean, like, what else is he gonna do? Like, beat up this guy who has brains? Yeah, you should just punch him through the face. <laughs> just punch him, dude. If he punched him, he he would just like yeah. even the thought of Bruce Willis punching, he'd be dead. He'd That's why I'm dead. Like, I'm confused of what they're gonna do with Glass because, like, I've seen Split, and I know. Like, you know, n- no spoilers, obviously, but like Bruce Willis shows up and that's where it became the whole thing of like, oh, this is part of Unbreakable. So I don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to like, they're going to team somehow up convince, to... is he going to convince uh, like James McAvoy to join him and like fight against, I you just, know? Yeah, I just low like, key love that M. Night Shyamalan was like, yeah, I made my own little superhero universe. You won't even yeah. notice me. Yeah. And he's like, I've made my own little franchise here. Done. Did it. Done. Trilogy. I mean, I, I just love the fact that like he he's like constantly. I mean, because we we're, we're living on this this uh, this idea that it was racial profiling, but at the same time, David Don thought that he was doing something bad, like he's a drug dealer. Mm. Well, he Shaman picked something up out. Always, of the 
always, always making himself a bad fucking guy in his films after Sixth Sense, because Sixth Sense, yeah, he's like, a doctor. He's just a doctor, whatever. Um, and who can't help? Bad who can't guy? help? Yeah, but yeah. dude. I mean, it's signs. He's like fucking pivotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some crazy shit in that film. And old, he's then pivotal. obviously old. Was he in Knock at the Cabin? I forget. Yeah, he was in he that did. commercial. Oh, he's in the commercial. Yeah, That's funny. Chicken okay. Fryer, like, yeah. He's 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 playing the long game in that one because it's like <laughs> probably like 15 years from now they're gonna find out that air fryers aren't any more like healthy than yeah, like yeah. you know regular frying of chicken. And actually funded by some right wing fucking yeah. national group. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like coming for everybody's arteries. Yeah, <laughs> not you're not gonna take my gas stove. He's one of these people. Yeah, that's where I'm living on this air fryer business. Um, M Night knows he's playing the long game. Uh, well, Phil, long before Disney and Marvel, you know, were a thing and they were the king of superhero films and a big fucking business for Disney to be doing superhero films, a film like this in 2000 was dodgy territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because this is pre-Spider-Man, mm. pre-X-Men, mm. you know, so it's living in this weird territory post-Batman and Robin where like- Like this shit isn't cool. Yeah, they kind of left comic book movies in a state, you know, so, you know, it's just like Disney was like, dude, I don't want to market this film Unbreakable as a comic book film, which is essentially what it is. It is a comic book film. It's a superhero film. film. It starts with this many comic books that's sold a year, you know? Which is like hilarious because like, I bet all that's like fucking not true anymore. (laughs) Buys comic books. Yeah. But, you know, instead, they opted to take advantage of Shyamalan's success and reputation off the sixth sense. And they basically marketed the film as this mystery thr- thriller, mm-hmm. which it kind of works in some ways because it is like a weird thriller, like throughout it the is, whole film. I, but I remembered it Shyamalan more. pacing. Yeah, I remembered it more like rewatching it this time. I was like, oh, so you kind of know from the gate that like this dude specially like potentially got like superpowered and shit mm. right from the train crash. Yeah. I don't know. I was thought I always remembered it as like it was a more of a slow reveal mm. and it was sort of tied into the twist at the end. It's like not only are you a superhero, but I am a supervillain and I made you. <laughs> yeah. Um but it no, it's like most of the movies him sort of you kind of from the gate, it's like, oh, it's this kind of thing. Yeah. And you're either with it or you're not. If you don't yeah. like this idea, you could you could probably check out. Yeah, it's not definitely. gonna get it's not gonna change. Well, keeping that in mind, it it was released in November 2000, grossing $30.3 million in its opening weekend, finishing second to Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> time. What a wow. time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> the film ended up earning $95 million domestically and $153.1 million internationally for a no. total of $248.1 million. Not bad. bad. Not bad, man. Not, not six cents money, but not bad. Yeah. And that was against a $75 million production budget. Uh, it had generally positive reviews, but of course there was like a lot of people comparing it to The Sixth Sense, which many were saying it wasn't nearly as good. Better than Roger- The Sixth Sense. I do think it's better, actually. Yeah. I think it's better, but you know, whatever. Roger Deber gave it three out of four stars, and uh, basically he said he largely enjoyed the film, but it was disappointing with it, disappointed with the ending. Ebert believed that uh, Willis' subtle acting was a positively different from the actor's usual work in these mm. brainless action movies. I mean, he had just done The Sixth Sense. So yeah, like know. this isn't fresh. Yeah. Kenneth Turan, writing for LA Times, gave it a negative review, arguing that Unbreakable had no originality. Whether it means it means to or not, the shadow of the sixth sense hangs over unbreakable. Oh, fuck off. All these reviews are the same. It's just like, I like the sixth sense and this isn't the sixth sense again. (laughs) If the sixth sense hadn't uh, been as big as a success as it was, this story would have been assigned to oblivion or at least a rewrite. Uh, Uh, Maybe. Maybe a rewrite. um, Maybe just another part. The thing is, you know, we already laughing about the the writing and stuff, but there are there really were elements of sixth sense to it, though. It really kind of 
like there were bits that felt sort of slightly recycled, like the whole touching of things that, that in itself, like touching and feeling like, mm. uh, like knowing when a crime's going to happen is sort of like, uh, it could have been called the sixth sense, dude. Yeah. It really is a sixth sense in a way. Um, and again, it just feels like it's that same thing, but it's over the fucking guise of a superhero movie. Mm. But I really did like in retrospect, like, like, cause I've seen that it's, fucking always sunny episode a million times where they wanted to uh you know write a movie like Shyamalan and have the Shyamalan twist and they're like oh but he's like a dog no no he's not a fucking dog like but he smells crime and it's like <laughs> what if he smelled crime before it even happened <laughs> like it's like oh like that is this film yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah, literally sure. it already is this film <laughs> but anyway regardless of all that Quentin Tarantino rates this film as one of his favorite films. Uh, I think he's put it on a list of like, you know, when he does those list of favorite Mm. films from the last like decade or whatever. And he said it it was a brilliant retelling of the super Superman mythology and suggested the film would have actually performed better at the box office. If they had actually marketed it with the question of what if Superman was here on earth and didn't know he was Superman. Quentin Tarantino gets it. He gets it, man. And he fucking noticed shit on Superman, did a whole thing about it and killed Bill. Mm-hmm. Shyamalan actually admitted that he was disappointed by the reaction of Unbreakable uh, and how it was received from the public and the critics. And he also was not in favor of how Touchstone Pictures marketed the campaign mm. of it, you know, being another fucking thriller. But he also says it's one of his favorites that he's directed. So, yeah, fucking there you solid go. movie. He knows. Man. Fucking lots- Shyamalan knows. Yeah. And it, there's <laughs> lots of fun to be had with it. And yeah. I'm partial to it because there's a lot of superhero comic book shit in it, and I like that. But yeah. I think it's one of its strongest now. And, then, like, I don't think it's never, like... Look, all his movies so far are going to have some weak elements to it or weird mm. stuff that just don't bring it down, and it's frustrating. But this is, like, at least that shit's funny and not, like, annoying or distracting, you know? Like, it's not yeah. just adds to the experience, almost, of the whole thing. I think um, it's just getting better and better, though. I'm like, because I know the next one we're going to have fun with, and I just can't oh, wait. Yeah. And I yeah, can't yeah. wait to go from there, because like I was saying earlier, I feel like I'm in this weird, like, murky territory where I don't really, like, I've seen them, but I don't remember them, like, yeah, some of those films later. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, The Village, I know what the fucking twist is, but I've just, like, I don't remember the rest of the film. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, I actually don't know if I've seen that happening. Uh, Lady in the Water, I've seen like once and I really don't remember hardly anything about it except for Paul Giamatti's in it. So I'm like, I'm so psyched for this. We're in. I'm so ready. Dude, and like, you know, yeah. if you're listening, join us. They're all on yeah. Disney Plus. They are. For all no of them reason. except for Split. Oh, really? Yeah, because Split uh, was like a universal film. I think. Fair enough. But like, so. join us on this ride. Yeah. It, 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 so far, it's been pretty worth it. <laughs> yes. Well, obviously, Split and Glass, you know, are a thing, and they're part of this universe now, but we're not there yet. Next time, we'll continue this Shyamalamania train with M. Night Shyamalan signs, and this is also where our Bruce Wills Us, Brucey bonus specials will diverge, like I said at the top of the episode. They're going to go live on the main timeline in their own little world, hopefully monthly episodes, maybe it'll be a little bit break in between who knows mm-hmm. and then if you want to hear us talk about signs and the rest of the m night Shyamalan filmography just go over there patreon.com for slash pcc podcast we hope you've been enjoying this bono episode on the main timeline it's fun doing this it's actually pretty daunting to put ourselves in a situation where we're telling ourselves or at least me i'm the one who decided to say hey let's do this as a bonus episode yeah but uh you know because it's a lot of work so i hope you guys appreciate it and you head over to patreon if you like what we do monthly uh or like weekly we're doing weekly episodes and then you know trying to throw out as much bonus shit as we can for patreon uh, you know, go throw us some Skrilla. Head over there, patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. This is a free podcast on the main timeline, so we don't do fucking shitty adverts. So, like, hey, come join us. Say hi. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, and, <laughs> you know, enjoy this uh, free stuff on the main timeline. But if you want to support us, come over here. Come over here. <laughs> come on over here. Phil and I have to like pay for all these snacks and pay for yeah, films you think sometimes fucking... when they're hard to find or yeah, 
you know, or or sometimes we have to like pay to see new films, you know, like know. we don't always get free stuff. The struggle is real, dude. The only thing is, I don't know where we're, we obviously know where we're going next with M. Night mm. Science, obviously, but what the hell are we doing when we get to Brucey? I don't know, because it's not going to be in any strict order, like chronologically. Yeah. I think yeah, it'll just be like, all over the place. I think it maybe just be once a month where like, what do you want to do? Like, which, what film is like piqued your interest or what, you know, any project that Bruce Willis is involved with. <laughs> do you want to talk about? We may do venture we away next? from do movie, we, you know? Do we dare do that next? We could. I mean, that might, that might put us in the right state of mind. mind. It's actually, you know, it, it makes, it makes. It, it was kind of the inspiration for the whole thing. Yeah. Where like, what is the cult of Bruce Willis? Like, what is, who is he? And yeah. Like, Somebody tied to his identity. Who is Bruno? <laughs> That's the thing we're going to try and figure out. Next episode has to be. Bruno. We have to do it. We have yeah. to do it. Because what have we done so far? We've done the Die Hard. We've done Hudson Hawk for some reason. Uh, we've done uh, Thick Sense and Unbreakable. Yeah. Pretty good so far. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be some good stuff. Like, I definitely want to do, like, Look Who's Talking. I know you keep saying you gotta do it. <laughs> we gotta do We've it. We've got. We already have a good fucking thing planned for Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. ready for that. They're, they're uh, like they're just like a bunch I haven't seen. You know, like I never seen yeah. Twelve Monkeys. Like I should really oh, see dude. that. Yeah. You know, like I should yeah, really yeah, see yeah. that. I want to revisit Fifth Element. I want to. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. never seen Lost Boy Scout. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um. There's Mercury so many Eisen. fucking yeah. The um, there's this one that's based on a book. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I don't I don't. It's meant to be. It was like a big deal when it came out, and it's like a really the well-known book. But like, um, he's on Tears from the Sun. No, not that one. <laughs> it's got like this like sort of flowery title, you know. It's like I think it's like a period piece or something. Um, I don't know. I feel like you. Maybe you brought it up. Maybe you were. Oh, I don't know though. <laughs> I'm afraid to do that one. Yeah. Maybe we'll build up to it. We'll give you time to read it, and then yeah. you can really. And you'll definitely <laughs> read it, and we'll use that when we're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely play out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Everything paid off. <laughs> all right well join us next time for some more brucey bonus bullshit and m night Shyamalan over on patreon cool i'm in philadelphia cool <laughs> <laughs>